Hello and welcome back to the Tune Lighting Podcast. It's a podcast where we've been writing, recording and producing ourselves a musical album in just one year, part-time. Uh, that year has come and gone now and we're <laughs> into the... Although you haven't heard the album yet, it hasn't been released, um, we promised you that we would carry on the podcast and uh, I'm still joined by co-host and bandmate Jack. How are you doing, Jack? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, I kind of thought naively, I guess, that once tracks were sent off to the uh, mastering engineers, that that was that was our job done, and they'd take care of the rest. But um, finding out this week that uh, that's not really the case. I've had uh, a phone call during work the other day, just to reiterate that we we haven't quit our normal jobs yet, and we've not quite that, but we're not still yet. doing it. Not yet. Um, from the mastering engineer who we're using with some edits and he said I'd gone overboard with some DSing and things like that, which is, you know, it's reassuring to know that they're, they're really paying attention. And we mentioned in a previous episode that we wanted to go with someone who really puts in some thought and isn't just putting it through some AI software and things like that. So it's good to know that they're really listening carefully so had some edits back so it turns out that uh the odd job isn't fully done necessarily yet and i've got to edit those and send it back so more delays on the release but um yeah i guess that's a a slight apology uh from the start of this episode that we're still not quite got anything final final um to release as of yet but we're really hoping it will be in the next week or so um fingers crossed but meanwhile uh, as that's been bubbling away in the background um we've been wrestling with some other final bits of housekeeping haven't we jack first thing i've been working on is uh song names final track names I mean, we've, we've sent off a lot of the tracks a lot of them have got names and a lot of them have had names even from the start or a lot of the working titles ended up being adopted as final titles but um yeah, there's been three or four where we've just had working titles and the working titles are still there um, even to this day. So we've got to come up with some final track names for those that will go onto the album, will go onto Spotify. So it's proving trickier than I thought. You know, I, it's not something you can just... You know, the band name took quite a while and the album name took a little while, but even the track names are uh, proving a little tricky. <laughs> Yeah, they're very hard to shake, aren't they, these working titles? And I think we sort of want a little bit of variety. We don't want to name every song after a lyric from a song. So we're trying to stop ourselves going for the sort of low-hanging fruit of just name it after the words in the chorus. Mm. So I think that might be um, might be slowing us down a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I can't believe it's taken this long. But I think it's one of those things where when you, the more you think about it, the more you worry about it, the more you... It raise its importance in your mind so that i start my mind starts going to oh, what are my favorite tracks you know in the world and and oh what would it would i like that track as much if it had a a, a weird title <laughs> or a, a title that wasn't related to the song as directly would would it connect with me as much i don't know or do i actually care about these things with me with music so if bohemian rhapsody was called is this the real life or something would it be as memorable? It's got it's such a unique kind of title, something like that. So maybe that's the case. Maybe it doesn't necessarily hinder it, but a great title could even could elevate the song potentially. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Although in this kind of 
streaming age of low attention spans and things, if you've got a song title that stands out, maybe that's what people are going to click on and listen to first. That's true, yeah, that's true. But also, equally, I've probably got playlists after playlists of songs that I know quite well, which if you, if you said, what was the title of that song? And maybe might not even know because it's just on a playlist and it just comes no, That's on. true, yeah, if you're not even looking at the, uh, at the title. So yeah, that's song titles. That's something that we've been trying to get over the line. The, one of the other things that we've been working on behind the scenes is the artwork and kind of we've talked a bit about branding previously but specifically now the album artwork itself uh, and we thought that'd be a kind of interesting topic to cover for an episode yes indeed um it's one of those things that you can do at any time in the process um mm. but we have inevitably left it till last after the music's finished I mean, do you think it's... Well, for, firstly, how important do you think album art is to the whole experience? For me, it is important. I think it has been elevated to a level, say, above a book cover, for instance, which should equally have as much importance. But a DVD, for instance, you're not, you're not as worried about the that cover because although yeah. it may, may make you buy it, you're, you're going to see the visuals. We are frequently told not to judge a book by its cover, but nobody says the same thing about a DVD <laughs> or an album, which makes me wonder if maybe we should be judging these things by their covers more. I mean, for books is a good example. You get quite often get different covers, don't you, in different countries and various different takes on the covers, particularly for older literature, which is doesn't really have True, a... and you get, yeah, you get reprints and things like that, new editions. And you mm. do, to, to some extent, you get that with music. You get, sometimes you have like Japanese releases, European releases, which have different covers. But it's, yeah, yeah. much less common. Yeah, but I think album art definitely, I mean, in the past, maybe not quite so much now, but when it was on vinyl, I think it was because people were collecting these pieces of art, physical art as well. Um, so I think it, it gained importance from that era. And then that probably continued a bit into CDs uh, as people were still collecting them so yeah it's it, for me it, it, it's definitely um i've always thought it's important it's my, i have great albums stick in my mind from their album artwork and i remember seeing them in the record shop and and uh, particular albums would always jump out at me for one reason or other so yeah i think i think it's something that we won't overlook i don't know whether it is as important now in the spotify era but yeah, it's another chance to express, another chance to transport the listener, isn't it? That's that's what we keep coming back to with all the branding and you know music videos and other things. It gives musical artists another chance to to tell the story outside of the lyrics and the and the um, other stuff and the music. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> oh, you would have been forgetting something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in many cases, it's like the first. It's the first thing people experience, yeah, like you say, in a yeah. music shop. Which I mean, that's probably going out of out of fashion for many people now, which is a shame. But um, mm. when we were growing up, it was kind of just before uh, MP3s and digital music really took off, and CD shops, particularly a shop called Music Zone, um, which was above a McDonald's in our hometown. Um, we'd yep. spend a lot of kind of lunch times there just browsing things. Pretty much every we walked past it on the Went way to school, yeah, home, didn't we? So pretty much every day we'd go in and have, just have a walk around. And are you 
the kind of person who would browse and buy an album based on the artwork? I definitely have done. I definitely have um, bought albums based on the artwork. And there's definitely certain albums that I probably didn't end up buying but would always jump out at me on the shelves. I remember London Calling by The Clash was one that like always just popped out. I don't know, which is the font, the colors, something about it. Maybe they always put it at the front of the store. But, <laughs> but um, that was one that I never bought, but it was. I always remember seeing it. I guess another one is Velvet Underground. They're, they're kind of really iconic. They're ones, very yeah. iconic album covers, but they just they just pop. Um, maybe it's credit to the artists. And I think yeah, I think the combination of like an iconic record and a great piece of art really kind of help elevate each other. And um, I found out today, actually, doing a bit of research for this episode, that the Clash cover is a parody or an homage or whatever. Oh, right. um, you know the kind of like green and pink type that's on it i've seen that on a yeah. few things it must have been done quite a lot that was originally an elvis presley album cover um yeah. which is also like quite famous although i wasn't can't say i was aware of it um <laughs> uh, yeah so it's interesting how these sort of um artworks got its own little mythology and its own little history that people can draw on um i know it was a david bowie album heroes which is quite iconic in its own way. It's kind of black and white photo of him. And then when he made his comeback in the early 2010s, I can't remember when exactly, um, with the album the next day, he brought that album art back and just kind of vandalized it, basically. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, flipping the question back to you, what do you, th- what did you think growing up? Did it influence your, your album buying tendencies? Yeah, to be honest, I can't remember ever buying an album purely based on artwork. I think there were too many things with my limited pocket money yeah, that I wanted yeah. to buy that I already knew. But there were definitely things that stood out. I think um, Steal This Album by System of a Down oh, always yeah, jumped yeah. out at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like a really basic cover with those words written on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, still mind if I do. <laughs> I never did, listener. I didn't. I didn't steal any album from the music zone. <laughs> That's not why it went bust. <laughs> you know, just Jack currently sat on a pile of steal this album albums. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I lo- I love the idea of someone liking the album art enough to kind of have it on a poster or have it on some merch i don't care if they don't you know that's another thing maybe if they hate the music they'll like the art it's another chance to win people yeah. <laughs> and get some money from merch <laughs> i said i definitely know people who've bought band t-shirts yeah. with certain artwork on like the ramones one the ramones ones ramones one's a classic yeah if <laughs> you even listen to the ramones <laughs> it looks cool though yeah that's it and i think my initial reaction was like you you hipster <laughs> you don't even know what you're wearing um but i suppose like good artwork is good artwork and you don't there's no rule that says you have to like the band that is associated with it if you think it's a cool picture and mm. then go for it so is there any album that you love that despite the artwork oh that's a good question yeah um there are some i'm sure there are some fairly... i think i mentioned to you the incubus one the Incubus album Morning View. Ah, uh, yes, you did. I always remember it. seeing that in Music Zone or wherever and just thinking, like, it looks like they just got the first stock image they could find and then just dropped the 
<laughs> the, the font, the Incubus font as well at that point was quite, it looked quite word art kind of thing, just stuck on a pitch stock photo. But again, for that reason, it sticks in my mind because it was different in the fact that it was, you know, everyone else was trying to be arty and and maybe there's a lot of hand-drawn illustrations and stuff and then this was just literally a photo. So yeah, maybe maybe that's good in the way that it actually stuck in my mind. Yeah, I think there are a few of those now you mentioned it. I think the latest LCD sound system. Oh, yeah. American yeah, Dream. Yeah. It's just a really basic, stocky picture of a sky with kind of very simple, crass font on it. Just saying the album and mm. band name. And uh, what else did I come across? Oh, yeah. Um, the Chronic by Dr. Dre. Really uh, famous album, iconic cover. But if you look at it, it's, it is like a bit of sort of PowerPoint kind of clip art style thing yeah there's a few of those and nwa straight out of compton is always one that gets like put in lists of top album art but it the font and the the, the fact it's just a photo of them taken from below you'll know the album it's a very famous one uh that's another one that <laughs> the font just looks like it's been looks like it's been done in like a yeah, year year six art project in microsoft word yeah <laughs> I think maybe that is like the sort of 80s and 90s hip hop. I think it is. I think it is. Very kind of lo fi and making that cool. Yeah, um, exactly. Which I, I don't know if we could pull that <laughs> off. I don't think we could. Another interesting one is there's there was definitely albums which I didn't buy based on the artwork and then came around to listen to later on and loved. Um, I mean, I think I've mentioned to you before, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness is one. I just saw that artwork and thought it was like a classical album or like I wasn't expecting when I first listened to it to be so heavy in parts. So there's this case, I'm sure there's other cases as well. I'm trying to think off the top of my head of album artwork putting me off buying it because I thought it, the band would be sound different to what they did. So that clearly shows that the album art influences the buyer in a it can influence the buyer in a way that's true Ju- yeah justice that was another one i was like i thought it was like a gospel album or something like i didn't <laughs> because like, because of the cross yeah but like or just or maybe some kind of hip-hop or i didn't didn't expect it to be a, a dance album and i guess another thing as well is it does the album art get elevated because the album is so loved or is it a yeah. combination of both yeah it's like i say they help elevate each other but a, a classic album will be a classic album and you'll see its artwork around on all the lists and things and it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy i think the first album i ever got as a uh a six-year-old which was you know one of my favorites for many years was what's the story morning glory by oasis mm. it's a terrible album cover <laughs> it's just like a really really kind of blurry photo of um a couple of guys walking down the street yeah um and i i don't to be fair i don't think it is rated as like one of the, the greats but it's certainly iconic because the album is iconic yeah and that helps to imbue the artwork with um a sort of meaning because i guess there's plenty of examples of albums which you immediately link to the music uh album art sorry that you immediately link to the music within yeah but when you stop and think about it they're not really connected at all other than the fact that that's the album artwork for that piece of music um at dark side of the moon for instance one of the most iconic artworks of all time yeah i hear the name dark side of the moon and think yeah that album art of the kind of prism of light i think actually 
that's not a picture of the dark side of a moon. It's not a picture of the moon at all. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, it's tangentially related at the very most, but you kind of associate them together. And in your mind, you you hear one or see one and you think the other. Um, and I guess that's the power of album art in that it attaches itself to the music in a certain way and the album mm. name in a certain way. They all kind of work together. Yeah, agreed. Even if it isn't as important now, it's been a fun thing to discuss, hasn't it, so far? Yeah, and it's still. I'm glad it's. It is still enduring. Every album has an image attached to it, even if it's just goes in your little Spotify thumbnail or mm. whatever it is. Um, so it's still carrying on to some extent. But what does seem to have been lost, and I guess was lost even when we were kids, was the kind of whole vinyl thing. Yeah, it's not just having a big old. 12 inch square piece of artwork but you've also got these kind of fold outs for some of them mm. um i was looking into it it was like with scratch and sniff records sometimes <laughs> um you could do all sorts of things with it and make the the actual physical record a complete sort of masterpiece in its own right yeah i mean we kind of missed out on that era didn't we it's unfortunate i mean obviously there's a vinyl revival but we i mean the way my parents and i've heard many people talk about the experience of buying vinyl and as a child and kind of when it comes out and the excitement of kind of like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory kind of like you open it up and what's inside you save up your pocket money and you go down and you buy yeah. it and it's more of a yeah it's the theater around it and I've heard stories of people kind of studying uh you know studying the internal in a leaf of it, of it. I mean, I did do that to some extent. I remember as a kid, like looking through a CD, you know, when you used to get the little booklet that had lyrics yeah. in it sometimes and stuff like that. I still used to do it. And it was, but obviously I can imagine having a, a proper vinyl as a child would just be this incredible thing. Like the whole experience of getting it out and putting it on for the first time. Yeah. Jealous. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, there's some great things about the accessibility of music today, but like even my favorite bands, I know on release day I can just listen to it in full on the internet and it won't be anywhere near as big an event as getting going to a shop, bringing it back, studying the sleeve, studying the booklet while listening to it in the background. Mm. Um, so that's a shame. We do need to consider if and how we are having a physical release of our album. I know we sort of floated the subject on the podcast before about having a vinyl release. Do we do that? Do we have a a CD release, um, even if it's just kind of a very limited run. And, yeah. yeah. And with that comes a lot more possibility for having kind of back covers, booklets, inside covers, all these various um, forms of artwork. I think we've definitely decided that we're, well, we're, we're going to get go to CD. But I think vinyl is something that we've discovered. You have to tell the mastering engineers specifically to... And you have to have your vinyl press ready to go, which we don't have. So that's I feel like if we do get to the point, if 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 people like the album and it gets good reception, then I'm I'm definitely up for splashing a little bit of extra money and getting getting some vinyls done because it would be cool to have. But um, yeah, we'll leave that in the maybe maybe column for now. <laughs> and out of interest, because this is not something I've uh, looked into at all, but maybe you have. How would we go about getting it on the CD? Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've not looked into it. Well, that is, yeah. I, I, all I know is that I asked the mastering engineers if we needed a different master for CD and for or for MP3. So two different masters, 
And they said, their response was, anyone that's charging you extra for a CD master is trying to rip you off. So that's good news. But I'm guessing we'll have to book in some kind of factory to to make them up. And maybe there's some places that do deals for doing the the printing of the artwork as well. And because there's different types of album you can have aren't there i always remember having the there was the classic plastic um album cover with mm. the slot slot in sleeve but then there was also the cardboard ones which i guess you know more eco-friendly so maybe we should go for the old i prefer the cardboard ones anyway maybe they were more expensive to make They're a bit classier aren't they yeah. but i think i think they well i haven't actually bought a cd for a little while but um they definitely seem to be getting more prominent uh, as the years went by probably because of the sort of eco-friendly nature of them yeah Here's another random question. Um, Shoot. Do you think, uh, I think I mentioned this with like, uh, when we were talking to Reagan last week about the, the, I've noticed this trend towards bands and artists being a lot more public facing, a lot more out there themselves, promoting their material, getting their faces on social media or whatever. There's a little bit of mystery um, has kind of gone as well. And I've noticed... um, a similar trend i'm just we're kind of testing this with you if you think this is a trend or whether it's just always been the case but when i was looking at album covers from like the last sort of 10 20 years compared to like before that it seems like there was a large percentage of albums uh, particularly from debut albums had the artists on the album cover themselves so i've got a list here from a website uh, a magazine website which is the top 20 albums of the 2010s and i'd say all but three of them have the artist on the cover so i mean i'll just go through a few for example so there's like st vincent is on there fka twigs uh on the album uh solange lord janelle monet like i mean a lot of these are solo artists so maybe that makes a difference Mm, well that's yeah that's what stood out to me I, i do wonder if it feels to me like one of the trends in music these days is a bigger percentage of the artists out there, famous artists, are solo artists. Mm. And I don't know if that's true and if it's because of like the rise of kind of home recording. It means you don't need a band. I think it definitely is a, 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 a combination of a few things, but I think that does play a massive part of it because you can work on an album for a lot longer on your own without relying on other people to kind of get in the studio at the same time and... Uh, I think a lot of band projects also, uh, as we found out, are often run by one or two members of the band. And mm. yeah, I think it's uh, there's definitely been a trend towards that. But maybe there's other factors. Maybe they're the only ones that survive because <laughs> they can make just about enough money to get by at the start. And then uh, the bands will give up because they can't make a living. So there's probably a variety of yeah, factors. Split up for creative differences. Yeah, that's a good point. And I guess as a solo artist your brand is you um and therefore your picture is important to get out there and that's true i suppose put on the album cover if yeah if your band name is your name then it makes more sense than having the, mm. yeah yeah interesting i mean there's plenty of famous examples of yeah for abby road i already mentioned definitely maybe and all these kind of like famous album arts which have band on so it's not exclusive some album art i really enjoy looking at is um of the artists but from like the 70s and 60s and things that are really kind of low res maybe or low kind of production values Mm. 
possibly deliberately so although usually i get the impression it's just kind of a lack of effort and you have maybe like old kind of folk trios and things it'll just be just be them in a weird position maybe like holding a hawk on their arm or (laughs) in some kind of weird pose i came across a um a mum is in the papas album cover which was just all of them in a bath with their clothes on (laughs) Um, and i think things like that seemed a lot more common like no sort of pretense about trying to be cool or anything uh, or maybe they were <laughs> yeah know. yeah but just kind of really everyday situations but also a bit weird and for people just for band members smiling or yeah i feel like it doing. was a kind of folk a lot of the folky kind of albums were, were very much like that um and yeah i can picture a few in my mind from like uh, the type of things that i know what you mean um yeah and i guess like the, the fashion of the day i was gonna say a lot of it for you is to do with fashion like, to it. it's like it's more they're almost more of a statement than the album itself aren't they the, like whereas now you, know, you get a lot of bands that are you know maybe fashionable but it, it was it was much more part and parcel of being in the band and being trendsetters and yeah interesting well with that in mind um i suppose we should talk a little bit about our album art mm. did you for any moment think we should put ourselves on the uh on the album cover yeah i'd be i'd be lying to say i didn't think of about it i think doing the podcast has already meant that we've been quite out there and kind of we've been talking about the album quite openly so the air of mystery around us as people has gone so that you you don't need to worry about that so that makes me less concerned with being on the album whereas if i wanted to kind of maintain a let's say we're like the gorillas or something like that, mm. then uh, yeah, you might want to do go down a route like that, which is an interesting kind of case study of what you can do with creativity. That's like the very extreme of the end of the spectrum, I guess. But um, I don't think we will end up doing that. I don't know why. I just feel more creative uh, options in when you don't do that. And I think, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, well, now you've just mentioned the podcast, I've realized that actually we do have a kind of album art in the podcast artwork, which does feature us. Yeah, like, yeah, true. Uh, slightly um, cartoonized versions of us. So I guess we've sort of done that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'd be nice nice to do something, uh, something a bit different. So I'm not sure what I can say about our artwork because we've not quite chosen yet. We've got something which is we've had knocking around for a while um mm. and we're hoping that over the next few days uh, we can release it onto our our instagram and our social channels for you to have a look at but we're still trying to finalize it do you want to kind of explain a little bit about the thinking behind it or in how it links yeah. to the album i don't want to oh yeah again it's like when we were talking about lyrics and and the music itself we've broken down a few walls i guess in terms of the mystery of the album as i was saying before but we obviously want to maintain a little bit because a lot of the magic is in le- letting the listener or the interpreter um, who sees it kind of make make up their own mind what it means. But um, yeah, without doing that, without re- spoiling the uh, the mystery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, I guess there are a couple of things we can say. Um, one is that it involves a uh, a photo which I took hmm. which has a nice link into kind of well i mean there's the, the whole thing about it being a year it's taking a year to do it and a lot of the album feel and 
sentiment has come out of the lockdown experience and living through these weird coronavirus times. So I think having a photo from which I'm 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 just guessing you took it during the year because if you didn't then that whole thing's ruined (laughs) (laughs) no i did and that that was yeah that was important so like original brainstorm ideas for album art was like oh could we use a photo would it be good if we had a photo that we took while making this album um and that obviously ties into a year to live in a sort of an abstract way that has been our year Uh, so i thought it would be really good maybe i considered using a photo of like my room or Rob's room mm. where we make our music, um, like a view out the window from our room because that has sort of been where we've been for the past year. Um, you know, my room doesn't look that great, really. I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't like to stick it on an album. You could imagine quite an iconic piece of artwork being like a kind of messy studio scene, can't you? It's kind of yeah. it's one of those pieces of artwork where you could see something new in it every time you you picked it up, for instance um someone should do that maybe someone already has and maybe we'll change our mind at the last minute <laughs> but yeah now you said that that could be that could make quite a cool album cover to be fair I, yeah i like the idea of it and um some of some of the most iconic album artworks are kind of photos quite grungy for want of a better word sort of just capturing a slice of life um yeah perhaps in an urban setting or something um which if you looked at them in real life you might not look twice you might just walk on by but once they're kind of immortalized in an album cover they become more poignant and yeah meaningful. well there definitely may be one that i mentioned before uh is one that always sticks in my mind is it's just it's just a boring kind of scene but like the more you kind of think about it the kind of the you see things in it that you hadn't seen before when you look at it closely like yeah yeah so things I like think that. it's one of those it's got loads of like little references easter eggs in. yeah exactly yeah so I was kind of strolling through my phone, my camera roll, for something I've taken in the past year which could be used. And I stumbled across this um, artsy-fartsy, artsy-fartsy photo of... Uh, I was sitting by a canal, actually, for work. Um, it was a freezing cold day, and it was a clear day, and there was a reflection of some trees in the canal. Um, and I thought, this looks pretty striking. So I took a couple of photos of that. Sometimes you just take a photo and think, oh, that's... Not had to do anything, but that looks really good. I'm quite happy with that, just as like a, a piece of artwork. So I thought that might be a good place to start. And it was quite monochrome because it was fairly overcast winter's day. But um, what we decided was the kind of tone of the album is about a contrast between mundanity and the more monotonous uh, aspects of life and the kind of possibilities of vivid colours and I think that sort of comes across in the music and the lyrics. Mm. Uh, so we thought, well, that would be a good thing to to represent on the artwork as well. So ran it through Photoshop, uh, brought out all the colours to make this quite vibrant, kind of striking image. Yeah. Um, at this moment in time, we're not sure how we're going to take it. We might leave it at that. But the other thing which has been kind of rolling around in our minds for the past few weeks is the idea of stick men (laughs) which is something i think rob brought up and we both kind of liked um there's quite a lot you can do with stick men you don't have to be very talented um art wise to draw some kind of stick men but you can also make them quite expressive Uh, so we've kind of like the idea of having a little character 
which could recur and we could use in our various promotional tools and artworks and things. So obviously he's kind of black and white, very basic, but what if we stuck him in this colourful, vibrant photo real world? Yeah. So that's that contrast, isn't it, between... As I quite like the idea that there's nothing more basic and black and white and kind of 2D, I guess, than a stick man. And what would it be like to put him into a 3D, vibrant world full of colour, which, you know, he's not ready for? Yeah. Uh, that's, where the, that's where the idea came from. And uh, it could work well. I think the thing I'm struggling with potentially is you go so lo-fi with something. It's just like we were talking about with some of the fonts and things before. Can you pull it off? Can you get it to come across in a way that's like, yeah, this is deliberately lo-fi and not like it's been done in five minutes on on word on paint or on word or something. That's what's going to be hard to pull off, I think. So it's a challenge, but I think we can do it, hopefully. <laughs> it's like with the music as well, isn't it? Like when something's lo-fi, like we've said before, making sure that people know it's deliberately lo-fi <laughs> and there's a purpose to it. And I guess that's having the contrast between the two things will make that apparent. But also not trying to ram down people's throats that it's deliberately lo-fi. I guess you want to... Yeah. You don't want to be trying too hard. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or seem to be not trying too hard to <laughs> appear not to try too hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I don't think that's what it's about. With like stickman thing isn't about No, it's not like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's about a kind of simplicity and Exactly, exactly. Um, so we'll see it may it may be that the artwork that we release is pretty much exactly as we've described, or we may make some subtle or major changes, uh, but that's where we are at the moment with it. So expect a photo on your Instagram timeline saying a week's time, just just our two faces. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go, um, anything to cover? Um, the album. Cover, yes. <laughs> As we said at the start, of the episode there's a bit of back and forth and masking engineers at the moment we i guess in an ideal world and many artists go into the studio themselves with the mastering engineers and get all this stuff ironed out so there's a little bit of back and forth uh before we can get the final single ready um but we do hope to have that uh very soon so keep an eye out keep uh, your eyes peeled on social media at tune lighting and also on our new account which we will gradually start posting on more and more it's at the bear tax if you haven't heard the band name already so we'll we'll get posting some more stuff on there and hopefully some album art very shortly or at least some album art teasers and ideas um, of what we're thinking 